It's a great honor to be with you again in this sacred gathering in which we are each giving ourselves the opportunity to return to our own divine nature and to allow that indescribable essence of eternal presence to radiate through our being into the world. And so in meditation, what we are doing is simply returning to the recognition of the essence. And that essence, because that essence is indescribable, creates difficulties for the intellectualizing mind to grasp. And that's what makes something that is actually extremely simple to seem very difficult. Because the ego mind wants to grasp things conceptually. It's taught that from a very young age to hold on and to determine its own identity by that which it is grasping onto. And the more things and people and positions it can hold on to, the stronger its identity is. And so people who have a strong ego, quote unquote, are those who are most tied to their support network. Even though they tell themselves that they are the supporters of the network of people who need them, they actually need to be needed in order to hold on to a sense of who they are. But this is only the social self, the psychological self. It's an artifact of consciousness because you existed long before you learned to play any role. And so to the extent that you're holding on to the role you play in life, whether you're a mother and a father or, 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 or holding on to children or holding on to parents or you're uh, holding on to a profession, you're holding on to attitudes of one kind or another, all of that keeps you taut and keeps the mind going outward to make sure all of those relationships are still bringing back to you the message of who you are. And that holds the ego paralyzed in this rigid network that it has created. It is a spider trapped in its own web. (coughs) And so we want to get out of the web. We can only do that by realizing that we are the weavers of that web. In the West, the platonic dictum of know thyself has been the basic maxim of intellectual development. But the problem is... The self cannot know the self. It would require two selves, one to know the other, and there is only one. And so because we demand to know the self, we create another false self. But that one needs to know itself, and it creates yet another, and then yet another, and yet another. And so there grow to be this entire jungle of inner fragments of ego that match the outer ones that we hold on to as well. And so we're caught in a double web, an inner one and an outer one. This is the trap. And so you cannot know yourself intellectually in the sense that you can know mathematics or you can know a painting or a person or something objective. You can only be the self. And you can only be when you let go of trying to know. 
And then you discover what the self really is. And the self in its pure form, when it's not holding on to and identifying itself by that which it holds on to, is emptiness. Empty awareness. The awareness is cognizant. There is an intelligence. But when that intelligence turns inward to know itself, there is nothing there. There is no thing. There is only awareness that is formless. And that awareness that is formless, because it is nothing, is nothing special. That's what's horrifying to the ego, which strives day and night to be something special in the eyes of the other. But it's very special to give up that need to be special. And that's what brings one to the sacred core of one's being. And one discovers there another kind of specialness, a specialness to the Supreme Being as a medium through which divine love can flow. And so the emptiness that is empty of concepts and empty of a sense of self-identity, self-image, desire, empty of all the things that we fill our minds with all day long, turns out to be very full with love that comes from an even deeper place within. When we accept the emptiness without trying to run away from it or fill it artificially in a contrived way with words and images. And we agree to be natural. Uncontrived naturalness is a phrase that's actually used by a, a great Tibetan Buddhist teacher named Tolku uh, Urgin Rinpoche. But how can you contrive to be in a state of uncontrived naturalness? You can't do it. And so therefore, there are no techniques to get there. It can only happen through a surrendering of all desire and all fear. You can't even do it through accepting because it's beyond acceptance or rejection. It's simple being. But this is our natural state, sahaja, the sahaja, stiti, in Vedanta terminology or sat-mind, the mind that is simply that essence of awareness that is empty of all concepts and yet filled with the Absolute, is the Absolute. And although one cannot describe what the Absolute is, the great saints and poets have very lyrically expressed it in terms of bliss and joy and divine nectar flowing through one's being and the thrill of kundalini rising and the ultimate joy of living and many, many other terms that are all very wonderful and yet they don't even come close to what it is. But you only get to all of that wonderfulness by agreeing to be nothing at all, not special or otherwise, and just being that which cannot be known. And it's that emptiness of the effort to grasp and to become and to control that opens the spigot of the flow of the divine nectar. And a kind of joy, of bliss, if you let the spigot stay open long enough, flows from within in an uncanny way and fills one's being and eventually is recognized as the essence of one's being. 
The mind will resist this bliss. The ego mind knows that this bliss acts as a kind of acid that will dissolve the ego completely, very quickly. And so the ego is terrified of the very blissful realization. And when the fear comes up, one must be the witness to the fear and not identify with it and recognize that it is the fear of the false self, the fear of emptiness, the fear of being nothing, the fear of death, the fear of that ultimate letting go. And if one is willing to do that, to joyfully surrender to the Absolute, then the end of the journey of our existence is fulfilled in the realization of our oneness with the source of all that is. And in that moment, all fears fall away, all anxieties, all depression, all psychological states fall away, and there's freedom. And so tonight, in your meditation, give yourself the gift of having a moment of this emptiness, of not trying to achieve anything. Don't go for the bliss. Just be. The bliss will come. Trust. Don't try to attain anything. Don't try to figure this out intellectually. If you make this an intellectual game, then you lose the essence. Your intelligence will grow from letting go of trying to be intellectual. But let yourself sit in the essential stillness of pure awareness and everything will be revealed. And when you come out of the meditation, there will be a knowing, a great deal of knowing, and you could write a book from what you gain even from 10 minutes of meditation in that stillness. But you won't care. The book will be irrelevant. What is relevant is the Supreme Being whom you have touched in that moment of grace. And so go for a very short moment of this realization. Touch into it, and then your mind will wander. Don't get mad. Minds wander. That's their job. But but as soon as you remember that, ah, my mind has wandered, bring it back. Enter again into the emptiness. Have a series of short moments And in between them, yes, there'll be maya. There'll be interruptions of all kinds. That's okay. Don't fight it. Don't resist it. But go back to giving yourself the gift of simply being. Soon that series will become so joyous that it will become a continuous flow of eternal presence. And then everything in your life that had seemed to be problematic will be seen as perfect from a higher dimension. And all of the curses in one's life will be recognized as blessings and all of the labyrinths will find their clear light at the end of their tunnels and you will live in a way that is simple and accurate and that is a blessing to everyone who is in your life. And just by being the true self that you are, without trying to be someone for someone else, frees you to live in the highest potential of your being, which is divine.
So let's do that.